Howdy, all y'all podcast listeners. I'm Sarah Abair. And I'm Chris J. This episode of the podcast features a storyteller from our March 2016 live storytelling event, Mama and Daddy. People had told us for years that we needed to meet Jaya McSharma and her husband, Jacob. They would be like, y'all are going to love Jaya. Y'all are going to be best friends. Well, they were right. And now we're here to tell you that you all are also going to love Jaya, assuming that you don't already know and love this charming, beautiful woman. Her incredible story about love, family, and unbreakable bonds had the all y'all audience howling with laughter and holding back tears. Before we get into Jaya's story, we want to thank all y'all's title sponsor who has been with us from the beginning, Holiday Lanes. They are the best dang bowling center on the planet, and they are located in Bossier City. You know how Christmas parties can be difficult to plan. You need to make sure everyone's happy and everyone's got something to do, and you've got to plan food and drink, and also you're dealing with just the stress of the holidays at home. Planning a Christmas party can be a nightmare. And that's where Holiday Lanes comes in. They can help you put together a holiday party featuring food, drink, and of course, bowling. You know, bowling would be so much better than like the usual white elephant party, Chris. I I hate white elephant parties. And I don't know what idiot had the idea (laughs) that a game that involves stealing from one another would be good to build like connections in an office setting. It's a terrible idea. Don't have a white elephant party. Have a bowling party. Because guess what? When you're bowling, you do teamwork, you work together to score points, you don't steal from one another. (laughs) A white elephant is a terrible idea for an office party. Okay, so do yourself a favor and book a holiday party at Holiday Lanes by visiting bowlholidaylanes.com. Do yourself another favor and pick up tickets to our next live storytelling event, Haunted, which will be held at the Remington Suite Hotel in downtown Shreveport on this coming Saturday, November 12th, 2016. Haunted will feature six unforgettable true stories about the afterlife, second chances, and the power of love, all told live on stage without notes. Tickets are $15 each and can be purchased online on our website, allyallblog.com. And this edition of All Y'all is a fundraiser with 100% of the proceeds benefiting the Louisiana Association for the Blind. Without further ado, here is Jaya McSharma's hilarious story, which we're calling Hashtag Daddy Issues. Stick around after Jaya's story to hear a special message from Jaya to her dad. I always knew that my daddy issues would get me somewhere (laughs) in life. Thanks, dad. Um, So here we are. Okay. Um, I don't think I spotted any um, fellow brown towners, but if there's any other Indians first generation in here, just give me a woo or like a, I love samosas. Any? No? Has anybody seen Meet the Patels, that awesome documentary? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, so you've met my family, basically, already. Um, But for the rest of y'all, hopefully I'm about to drop some straight knowledge on you. Um, Unless you're my therapist, in which case you've heard all this before and you should probably ask for a refund right now. Hey, Claudia. (laughs) So um, just a little bit of background on, no, that was real just then. Seriously. (laughs) Claudia's the best. Um, Just to give you a little bit of background, my dad is a very stereotypical, um, whatever you think about Indian dads, that's him. He loves very fiercely, but he knows best. So because he wants so desperately for his family to be happy, 
He wants them to be happy in his decided way. So I was a stereotypical good Indian girl, as far as I knew. Um, I, I uh, made straight A's. The high A's, not the low A's like the fake Indians. Uh, <laughs> um, I was valedictorian at my high school. Um, I went to the National Spelling Bee twice. Um, I didn't win the National Spelling Bee, but I wasn't homeschooled. I mean, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, and I, most importantly, I did not date. There's no dating for Indian girls, and there's especially no dating outside of your culture. So I never dated. <laughs> Hi, Mom, listening to this podcast later. I never dated. Um, so we go to the scene opens 2006 it's new year's eve and i'm um, on christmas break from medical school we're about to go into the year 2007 and um, dad calls a family meeting because that's what dad does and um, it's me my sister versha who's younger than me by five years my mom and my dad that's that's our entire family and he just came back from india from visiting his relatives and um he uh, pops in a DVD or a video, I don't know what we had in 2006, it seems like it would have been a video, um, and he says, okay, like, let's watch this video. So we're like, okay, let's see our grandparents, yay, family. And um, I noticed that they're centering, or the camera is centering on this one guy who is not a part of our family. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, that's Vivek. I'm like, all right, hey, Vivek. And he's like, is he not handsome? I was like, <laughs> Yes, he is. He's very handsome. And he's like, and he's very well educated. He's going to be doctor. And um, at this point, I had never said no to my dad in my life, like ever. Case in point, I was on break from freaking medical school. And I remember when I was 15, I told my dad, like, I want to be an actress or a journalist or something fun like that in the entertainment industry. And he said, yeah, no, that's pronounced doctor. <laughs> not gonna happen it's fine so. so by the third time that he's like oh and Vivette comes from an amazing family my sister and I lock eyes and you know pardon my language but we're like oh shit this is happening right now because I'm about 24 25 this is the prime time for me to get married anything past that I'd be considered over over the hill or you know my ovaries are basically considered dead at that point um, and so for anyone who doesn't know, just a quick sidebar, the way that, um, I'm sure you've heard of arranged marriages, but in the modern day, like it, it can be almost completely digital. So um, the parents, obviously, are the ones who arrange the marriage, but they're also the ones who concoct your online profile, which we call biodata. So um, according to my biodata, which I'm sure Vivek had reviewed, um, <laughs> Poor Vivek was under the impression that his possible future bride was um, fair-skinned, which I'm, I'm brown, it's, I'm not, um, slim, which I got birth and hips, there's just nothing slim happening over here, um, a non-smoker, which fair to say, I, I was not, not really a smoker unless I was feeling crazy, um, a non-drinker, which no, Jay loves tequila, <laughs> okay, that was no, um, just kidding mom. And uh, <laughs> it's just for the story. Um, and what was, oh, vegetarian, which no, Jaya loves burgers. So all of that was, you know, just going to be inaccurate if were Vivek and I ever to make a union. So 
he shows us all this and he turns off the video and he looks at me, he looks at my mom, he looks at my sister who is completely mortified. And um, he just, you know, his 60-year-old his Indian face, which is normally lined with all the worry and anxiety that he has for us 24 hours a day out of love, it just transforms into like a five-year-old on Christmas morning. And he's like, so, all right. Yes, he's from a good family, he's handsome, he's going to be a doctor. Go Team Sharma. What do you say? And, you know, I knew I was going to say no. I knew this moment was always coming. And um, it sucked because I had to watch my dad's face fall. It sucks disappointing your dad, but it really sucks disappointing an Indian dad. (laughs) And I just said, uh... Dad, I love you, but I can't do this for you. And I don't really remember what happened after that. I know there was a lot of yelling. I know he wrote up a lot of post-it notes or something and gave a lecture. And I just remember my sister and I abdicated to Shreveport where I, here, where I was already living from medical school. And we just took vodka shots watching Dick Clark's Rock on New Year's Eve until we passed out. And that's how we rang in the year 2007. And then two days later, I get an email from my dad, and the title is, Black Sunday in the Sharma family. (laughs) And uh, I don't even remember. Actually, I put it up the other day, and it's still incredibly depressing. But, you know, the gist of it was, you've not only shamed me, but you're breaking the tradition of seven generations of perfectly purebred Brahmin caste Indians. So you have that shame on your shoulders now, too. And I was... I, I didn't know what to say. I mean, he, he ended the email by saying, you know, dear Jaya, you've made a fool of me. Love, Dad. So that was awful. And I don't remember how we uh, started talking again. We did. Well, let's fast forward now to 2013. Um, I'm not married. And actually, my dad still keeps in touch with Vivek, which is a little awkward. He's apparently a doctor in New Jersey, so yay, Vivek. And... Um, <laughs> I go out with my friends to a bar and I see this guy and he's in a band and he's playing guitar and he's on stage and he has wild curly hair and he looks at me and he smiles and I'm like, oh my God. So I buy him a Patron shot because that's my signature Jaya move. You're welcome to borrow it. I don't need it anymore. Um, And, you know, three months later, we're in love and he's Jacob. And um, I know that, yes, yay, Jacob. (laughs) And I know that Jacob and I are going to be together. Um, And it really helps that Jacob also felt that we were going to be together. (laughs) It wasn't always reciprocal in the past. And um, Jacob always, he's so courageous and brave and certain, and he always kept my head pointing forward, which is a miracle for me, because I'm always looking in the past to see what I've done wrong. Uh, hashtag daddy issues and um, <laughs> so three months into it we're like we're no gonna we know we're gonna be together and with Jacob's bravery you know I say okay we've got to do it I've got to come out of the white boy closet this is it <laughs> so I send my dad an email this is October-ish 2013 and I I title my email Independence Day <laughs> I'm like we can both play the super dramatic email, you know, line where it's like, I learned well. And, you know, I, I just detail, like, I'm in love. I know this isn't the way that you imagined it. And um, 
I, I can't remember what he said. It's just a huge blur, but I just, you know, shame, dishonor, you, all the good stuff. And, um, but by this time, I'm feeling so brave, and I'm 32 years old, that by the third death threat, I'm like, Daddy, you're being totally toxic, and I'm going to block you. <laughs> so for the first time in my life, I cut, off I cut off communication with him, which had never happened before. So I blocked him on my phone. I wasn't getting his text. I wasn't getting his calls. And it went this way for two weeks. And it was a strange pseudo-relief. Like, it felt like I had, been, I had declared my independence, but really all I had done was cut off contact with my father. And that's not anything that I'd ever really wanted. And I know it's not anything that he had wanted. But still, I'm feeling brave because my dad has a job in Houston. And at the time, I was working at Glenwood Medical Center as a hospitalist in Monroe. So we're like, what, six, seven hours away from each other. So I'm on call one night. <laughs> it's 1030. I'm very proud of myself for being super brave and super adult and super mature and making all these forays into my life. Um, hashtag thanks, Claudia. <laughs> and. Um, I decide I'm doing so well, I'm just going to turn on my phone, I'm going to unblock my dad, and I'm going to see if, what he's been saying. So again, it's 10.30, I'm at the hospital, and all of a sudden I see like 17 texts come through, and it just says, where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you, plus 14 more times. And um, so I write back, I'm like, I'm at the hospital saving lives, obviously, so I don't have time for you, okay, bye. Um, so I'm sitting and I'm dictating charts, our office door is closed, and then I hear the east wing to our hospital open. And then two seconds later I just hear, where can I find Jaya Sharma? And I was like, holy crap, there's no freaking way that this is happening right now. So all my bravery, adulthood, maturity, whatever, I crapped my pants. I mean, I was scared. <laughs> And I just hear Evelyn, who's our cleaning lady at night, super sweet, go, oh, Dr. Sharma, no, I haven't seen her in a minute. <laughs> and my dad is like, what is this minute? What does that mean? <laughs> so I uh, text my friend Cindy Dollar, who is my colleague, and I was like, you have to come up here right now, because uh, I'm on call, and my dad is here, and if he shoots me, I can't resuscitate myself. <laughs> like, I need backup. So um, I literally wait for Cindy to get up there, and then I, I text my dad back, and I meet him in the cafeteria for the great showdown. And there's no one there. It's almost midnight at this point, so he just loitered like a, like a stalker. And, um, hey, Dad. Well, you know, what's up? What are you doing here? And he's like, Jaya, you have, you have very much disappointed me. Dad, the death threats were a huge tip-off to that. I'm aware that I've disappointed you. And then he says, how could you not think that weekly weight check-ins were a good idea? So let me sidebar again here. <laughs> um, my dad, in all his infinite wisdom, I had put on a little poundage that year, and, um, which I still sport to this day as Exhibit A. And um, my dad w wanted... In his mind, I could only be happy if I'm doing all of these things, including like top physical fitness. So he told me and my sister, I want you to email me your weight every week and check in. I know, that's the appropriate reaction. Thank you. Ah. So at first, my sister and I uh, humored him because I would do anything to just kind of keep him at bay, you know? Um, but then he would respond with, FYI, this is Miss America's height and weight, just in case you wanted to know. And I was just like, 
First of all, I'm a woman. I've already got issues about my body. And second of all, I'm not being not Miss America on purpose. Like, if I could do that, I would do it, okay? Trust me. So that's just to kind of illustrate that that's what he opened with because in his mind, any act of defiance towards him for his plan for our happiness was just completely unfathomable. But it just took me off guard because I thought we were here to talk about Jacob. <laughs> so after we got past that, we finally come to it. You know, it's time to talk about Jacob. Now keep in mind my dad's ideal mate for me is not only someone brown, but Brahmin brown, uh, my age or older, someone who's gone to school like me for 20,000 years and is a doctor, lawyer, engineer, someone like that. Um, so he finally asks the questions. He's like, well, what is his name? Jacob, ugh. <laughs> like it's the worst possible name I could have said. It's like, well, how old is he? Mm. He's nine years and 356 days younger than me. He's 10 years younger, are you crazy? It's like, yes, I am. Um, what was the next question? Oh, well, what does he do for a living? It's like, he works at Best Buy for Geek Squad? <laughs> He's like, well, that is somewhat IT, okay, we can work with that. <laughs> and then he says, well, how did you meet? I was like, ooh, he's a musician in a band and we met in a bar. Because at this point I was done lying, but you know, musician's like the worst possible thing you can be. Because when we were younger, my dad was convinced that NSYNC was the root of all our problems. <laughs> so Jacob being a musician was just not gonna fly. So I tried to convince him, I said, Dad, I mean, we have these people that we grew up with in Alexandria, lifelong friends, their parents are from India, and they married outside our race, outside our culture, and they're happy. And he said, yes, I see their parents at parties, and they are dead in the eyes. <laughs> I just, done, done. Like, I mean, like, what can you even say to that? So that was October, February 13th, 2014, Jacob decides to propose. And he calls my dad, rightfully so, in the honored tradition, and asks for my hand in marriage. And dad says no. But Jacob very wisely does not tell me that when he proposes to me about two or three hours later, and I accept. We were so happy, and my dad was the first call that we made. Do you know who giggled the loudest and squealed the longest out of all the calls that we made that night? It was my dad. He, we had so much joy that he could not help but mirror that back. Because at the base of it all is that he does want his daughters to be happy. And when I call him and say, Dad, I'm engaged. He says, OJ. So then we get married, Jacob McGeary and Jaya Sharma become the Mac Sharmas. <laughs> and um, now Jacob is king. You know, um, they're best buds. You know, when I, uh, when I like, we have a running family group text because hashtag codependent. And um, <laughs> he, uh, I say things like, oh dad, look, we're out at dinner and I'm eating chicken and broccoli. I'm being super healthy. Aren't you so proud? And he'll, he'll call me and he always calls when he thinks Jacob's not around and say, Jaya, why are you making Jacob eat chicken and broccoli? He does not need to eat that. I'm like, 
okay, sorry. Or I'll come home from a long day at work and Jacob will get home before me and he'll have an amazing dinner planned because he's amazing. And I'll send dad a text like, look what Jacob did for me, he's so sweet, he's the best husband ever. And then he'll say, call me in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'll call him and he'll say, Jaya, why are you making your husband cook food for you? Shouldn't you be the doing the cooking? Okay, I'm sorry, Dad. I'll text and say something like, oh, we're going to a movie, love you guys. And he'll call me and say, which movie was it? Did Jacob want to see it or did you want to see it? Jacob wanted to see it, I promise. I'm treating him right. <laughs> so Jacob and Dad play tennis, ten ten tennis. they're tennis buddies. They're, you know, when we go home, they just talk all the time. We went home this past December for my dad's birthday. And um, Jacob and my dad talked about the stock market for like an hour, like total snooze-a-palooza. I was falling asleep. <laughs> but I, I woke up and I saw my dad had his arm around Jacob. And he had tears in his eyes. And I know my dad better than anyone on the earth. And I, I knew that they were happy tears. And so as soon as I saw those happy tears in my dad's eyes, I had to run to the bathroom where normally as a child or a teenager, I'd go and cry sad tears, but these were happy tears. And so we're leaving, we have to come back to Shreveport, we're saying goodbye, and I get in the car, and then my dad kind of holds Jacob back a little bit, and they're talking, I'm like, what now? And Jacob gets in the car, I'm like, what did dad say? What did he say to you? He said, he said we can return the space heater that we got him, he doesn't want it. I'm like, <laughs> Classic DK. And I was like, well, y'all were there for a while. I mean, did he say anything else? And Jacob looked at me and said, he told me you're the only gift I ever need. I finally have a son. And that's my story. Thank you. So let's say in some sort of bizarre alternate reality in a few years, all y'all is like the CNN of the world. Yeah. And your dad finds this story. Oh, oh. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. So the do, you, do you want to say anything to your dad? So dad, you were a huge hit at all y'all. Oh, uh, because everyone can see your passion for life. And there is no one on earth like you. Uh, and if any part of this story is rubbing you wrong, just remember uh, you most likely have a grandbaby in the works right now and you don't want to stress out your pregnant daughter. Absolutely. So let's think of the, ch the grandchildren. That's I told, all I want to say. I told her it was a bad idea. I did not. I said she shouldn't do it. I had nothing to do with this. Jacob the golden boy. We, we're going golf. Let's golf let's soon. Go. Soon. Okay. Bye. We're we're not we're not eating carbs. Um, there was no pizza hat no with the Jaders, and there's definitely no wine. There's mm. never been wine. No, but I, I uh, my dad actually, you know, we were on say yes to the dress, and I was so scared that he would have such a negative reaction to that that we didn't even tell him that we were going on, even though I think he would have been money to be one of the oh, people yeah. interviewed had he come to New York with us. So sometimes. I, Dad, I think I'm guilty of underestimating you because I think you probably would have been fine and it probably would have been a much better show had you joined us, but... You would have been a star. You, you would have been a star, but sometimes I just get so scared that he's going to naysay something that I won't even run it by him. So I don't know how he will react to all y'all should he ever hear it, but I hope 
that you understand that it's a message of positivity and overcoming cultural barriers and obstacles. And that at the end of the day, the only reason it works is because we all love you to death and that your love means more to our family than anything in the world. And your support does too. So when you support Jacob, it just like lights my heart on fire. That's a good message. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast. This podcast is also sponsored by MacCentric, an Apple premium service provider in Shreveport. If you own any Apple products from an iPhone to an Apple Watch, you should be following MacCentric on Facebook for useful info on software updates and more, which is really handy right now as we come into a brand new line of MacBooks and all sorts of new software updates that go along with it. Don't forget to check out allyallblog.com where you can pick up tickets to our next live event, Haunted. If you're listening in real time, the event's coming up this Saturday, so get your tickets at allyallblog.com. As we're recording this episode, only about 75 tickets are left, and they will go fast. While you're there, you can also listen to other episodes of the podcast. If you want to support All Y'all, please consider sharing this episode of the podcast on Facebook. It helps us so much. New people find the podcast, and we cannot grow All Y'all without your help. If you're really bored, maybe write us a review on iTunes. This helps other users discover the podcast. In the last three years of podcasting, I can't believe this, but it's true. We've released 35 episodes. We've hosted 10 live events. And somehow we've only got one review on iTunes. And the guy loved it. If these stories that we're putting out through this podcast have ever made you laugh, cry, or or just want to call your dad and tell him that you love him, which is what Jaya's story made me want to do, please take five minutes out and write us a brief review in the iTunes store. Thanks again for listening, y'all.